Hello everyone, welcome to my Headshot Photography podcast and today I would like to continue our discussion about business for headshot photography and I want to touch a topic which in my opinion is extremely important and I would like to basically dive really deep into pretty much discussing how to deal with clients who are upset or they're not happy with our services. And even though I've been in this industry for over a decade, and I have to say that I've run into so many crazy situations that really taught me a lot. And I wanna point out specific things, how to deal in those very difficult situations sometimes. And even though we are trying to do our best, we doing everything, I think the best way we can, there's always some people who they're not gonna be happy with what we've done for them. And we, we might end up into the situations where it's extremely tense and we need to have specific tools and specific approach to deal with this so we just don't burn any bridges and at the end of the day somehow we can make this situation less i would say dramatic and you know we can break this whole thing in the peaceful way and even though in my my situation i've been doing this for so long and i'm pretty confident about the quality of work what i do and i always try to somehow improve my services so at the end of the day, the client is happy not only with the pictures or with the headshots, but also is happy with the service itself. And I have to say that this is not a really easy task because nowadays, a lot of people, I think they're just, I don't know, more self-aware. They have some additional issues. They have some problems. And Taking headshots is some kind of like very, very personal thing. And and some people, they have a really hard time to handle this. And sometimes it's not even about the photos itself. It's pretty much about themselves and about, you know, what their kind of issues they're dealing with. And when they see their faces and they see that, for example, they got older or there are some things which they don't want to see, they pretty much might dump this whole anger on us. And I've been in those situations on many, many occasions, and we need to somehow analyze and evaluate the situations and see how we can approach it to make sure that we can solve the problem. Okay, so let's start from the beginning and let's kind of start analyzing this whole thing. And I want to start with the fact that we've talked a little bit about some kind of social media strategies, some kind of business strategies, some marketing kind of ideas, how we can get the client. So that's the first step. And just because we get the client, it doesn't mean, you know, our problems going to kind of stop there and, and all the clients, they're going to be happy. We're going to get, we're going to deal with a lot of, a lot of people who simply, they're not going to be happy with the services. And, and doesn't matter again, how good you are, and how great images you provide, they're gonna pick on something and they're gonna dwell on it and they're gonna just make your life miserable. And I don't wanna say that all the clients are like that, but once in a while, you can get this one client who's gonna just, just 
pretty much just rip you apart. And I have those and I'm going to tell you some stories at the end. But let's kind of focus first about how to kind of get from getting the client at the beginning. And let's say they decided, okay, I want to work with you. I want to do your I want to do my headshots with you. So how we can kind of do the first kind of steps to make sure we're going to be kind of fully covered in when we get to those really kind of tense situations. So first of all, what I want to say is before we start even, I don't know, considering the client and basically arranging the time to photo shoot and stuff, we have to clarify everything what we can and we have to be extremely transparent about what are we going to do how we're going to deal with this whole thing um, what the client going to get at the end of the day how long it's going to take pretty much to kind of finish the project we also have to make sure that we're going to discuss with the clients how they're going to prepare for the photo shoot and at the end they need to also understand what they're going to get at the end of the day. So that's why we have different types of packages and different types of kind of, um, you know, kind of ways of putting the packages together so the clients know exactly what they're getting. But we need to really dive deep into exactly how this whole thing's going to go down. And I would in this type of situations, I always prefer two types of kind of communications. One, having the conversation over the phone and discussing what the client need. We need to discuss if they are kind of okay with, you know, the way we're going to kind of deal with this entire thing, how we work, what we expect from them, how they're going to, let's say, going to make the payment, how they're going to prepare. So there's all sorts of things which we need to make sure they fully understand what they're getting into. The second thing, which in my opinion is extremely important, is we need to kind of have this whole thing right down. Because just because we say to the client, hey, you're going to get three images at the end of the day, they might don't kind of hear it or they might forget about it or they might kind of mislead this whole thing. So we want to make sure that before we get into the photo shoot, we want to make sure that the client has a full understanding of what they're getting into it. But also we need some kind of like a traceable paperwork, I would say, which could be an email, whatever, or text messages. So they fully understand this whole concept and they, they fully understand um, how this whole thing is going to look like. And this is something, again, extremely important because one of the biggest issues what we're going to be dealing with is just the miscommunication. And I've run into this on so many occasions. I remember when I started my hatchet photography business, I was telling the clients, um, over the phone, hey, you know what we will do like this one hour photo shoot, you will get four, maybe five, maybe 10 images, we'll see you can have five outfits. And then, uh, you know, when we get to the photo shoot, the client brought, let's say 10 outfits, and they want to shoot for three hours, and they want to have 20 photos retouch. And I was like, No, I didn't tell you this. And they well, you know what, I don't remember what you have said. And that's what causes the biggest problem, miscommunications, and that's how we run into the problems. So before we get into any photo shoot, before we actually get the client at the front of the camera, we want to make sure that they, f they understand exactly 
what's going to happen and what they're going to get and all those important informations which going to make this whole situation clear okay so let's kind of start with that you know the client knows we did the photo shoot we are kind of giving the Im images to the client and all of a sudden this whole thing turns into a thunderstorm because there is something which they don't like and they just dumping all the crap on us and they just basically they're upset with everything what we have done for them so how we can deal with this and and what we can do so first of all and this is something what i want to really really kind of put a lot of lot of attention never email back because that's what's going to happen is people read what they like to read and doesn't matter what you say if they're upset with you they pretty much gonna just twist your words they're gonna pretty much you know just kind of flip this whole thing upside down so they're gonna just think that you're wrong and and they are right so the best way to deal with this is just giving them a call that's something what i've learned there's a lot of lot of positive things coming from calling and talking personally to the clients first of all what's going to happen if you're going to keep your voice calm and you're going to let's say try to find solution you're going to talk to them you know like how we can deal with this it's going to completely change the dynamic of this entire situation because I've, I've learned that people can say anything over the email. They can swear at you. They can just dump crap on you because it's easy for them. If they have to tell you this in your face or over the phone, you know, most of the time, 99%, they're not going to do it. They're going to try to keep it calm. They're going to try to be polite. They're going to try to find solution. So that's why if there's any tension between you and the client, try to deal with this on the kind of personal level where you can simply talk to them directly or face to face or over the phone i know we're living in the times where it's difficult sometimes but call is the first i would say solution to kind of solve this problem the second thing is we have to somehow calm down our emotions i know a lot of photographers take things personally and if someone tells you hey i hate those photos we think they're not attacking the photos, they're attacking us personally. So that's something which we need to kind of be aware that, you know, we can take things personally, but at the same time, we cannot really talk to the client with some type of anger and try to kind of like go after them and just prove them wrong, whatever. We need to kind of get to the point where our, our emotions are kind of in the controllable level and we're not kind of going crazy and we just want to call them back or talk to them and just rip them apart. This is never going to help. It's going to only kind of increase the situation to the point that, you know, this whole thing might turn even into worse situation. So we need to kind of keep our conversation and keep our, I would say, emotions at the level where we can kind of control it. And those emotions, they're not going to affecting us. The next thing, what I would highly suggest, and this is also what I have learned, before you start going after your client that, you know, they're wrong, they, they should like those photos, like all this kind of stuff, which we want to kind of tell them, try to listen first. Because 
when we listen first, we might kind of catch what's the problem and, and we can kind of find really, really easy solution. But if you start throwing bombs at your client first, and that's usually what also happens that we want to kind of share and we're going to tell the client our rights and what we think, try to reverse this before we start as I said, going crazy, try to listen and try to kind of put yourself in your client's shoes and try to understand where they are coming from. This is going to definitely going to help to kind of solve um, the problem. So what is the next step? So let's say, you know, we are on the phone with our client and typically what I'm trying to do is understand and identify what the problem is because... Sometimes whenever people, I don't know, send us an email or, you know, they're going to tell us something, we might kind of blow things out of proportion. And, and what happens is we don't really understand what the root of the problem is and sometimes might be like a little thing, but might sound like it's end of the world. So we need to somehow find the problem. Um, sometimes also I found and what I have learned over the years that Telling you that, let's say, they don't like the photos doesn't really mean they don't like the photos. They might don't like something about themselves. And before you start, as I said, taking things personally, try to talk to your client and really, really specify and try to dig really deep what they mean that, let's say, they don't like the photos. Because that's something what's going to pretty much kind of like we can expand what the problem is. And I'll tell you like a little story in a second um, how I deal with some of those stuff. But the most important thing is we need to know um, what the problem is and there is much, much easier to find solution. If we get to the point that let's say the, the client identified the problem and we really don't know how to go from there, or you know they're coming up with some kind of crazy solutions. Um, I always ask my clients what would be the kind of the fair solution for the situation. Because if you say like, hey, you know what, I'll do this for you, I'll pay you back, or whatever you want to do, it's not going to fix the problem. And also, you might kind of dig yourself into bigger issues. Let's kind of make the client figure it out. You know, like what is a fair solution for this whole situation because again um you know like we've put the work already we've done the photo shoot let's say we are pretty sure that the service and you know the quality of images are great but the clients have a kind of you know different opinion so we need to find some kind of i would say middle ground where we can meet somewhere so you know both sides um, you know, kind of, you know, they, they, they will be responsible for both parts. So giving you an example, for example, like a, one of those things, which I've run many, many times. Now I'm more cautious. Let's say client will comes in and, you know, the, they don't have, let's say makeup and the photos turn out not the way they, let's say expected. And you told them about it, for example, and they didn't listen. Like in my case, I wouldn't even shoot because I know what the consequences might be. But let's say you're going to do this. We need to point this out. Hey, you know what? Look, I've specified those kind of um, requirement for a photo shoot in my email. And you kind of, you know, didn't prepare yourself. Right. So 
I'm not saying you're going to attack your client, but again, going back what I was saying at the beginning, that if you have this kind of structure and then the client kind of is going to miss some of those stuff, you're going to have something to defend yourself. But at the same time, you need to find the kind of middle ground for, you know, kind of finding the, the, the right solution and the fair solution for both sides. If you make mistakes, and I know I've done this many, many times, especially when you're starting off, you always kind of make some solutions. I don't know, the lighting was off, um, you know, something went wrong. Um, you know, there's a million things which might go, go wrong on the photo shoot. Also, you have to take own responsibility and you have to take you have to be kind of responsible for your own mistakes and don't try to hide them don't try to like you know pretend that they didn't happen i always believe that if you kind of admit you've done something wrong also is going to help you to solve the situation and you have to take responsibility i've been in the shoots where i screw up i you know create images which they were overexposed and they looked pretty, pretty bad. And I just reshoot the whole thing and I didn't discuss. I said, hey, you know what? It was my bad. I, you know, there's something wrong with the equipment or I didn't done, you know, the settings right. And this whole thing kind of went not the way it's supposed to. I'm going to take full responsibility for whatever happened, um, you know, and let's let's fix that and I'll do whatever it takes to 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 make it work and I'll just do whatever we we have to 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 fix the problem and but sometimes it's kind of like opposite right so the clients they're not prepared they let's say they have other issues and I want to just kind of share you one little um, story and that's going to be just kind of a closure for this I did the photo shoot for some real estate um, agent um, the lady she was around 40 and you know she really liked my work she started kind of new uh, position and you know she was like revamping her entire website and yeah she hired me to do her headshots for her business and we did the shoot everything went well um you know i was showing her images throughout the photo shoot and you know she really likes them and what happened was when basically I went through all those shots, I picked the top images, I sent her off for her review and, you know, for picking the, um, you know, final images, she sent me the nastiest email ever. She hates those pictures, you know, she looks bad on all of them and um, she just wastes her time and she basically, you know, kind of like went on and on how much she doesn't like those images. And I was devastated because I was like, okay, you know what? In my opinion, those images, they look great. Uh, the shoot went well. She was fully prepared. And, um, you know, what I can do next in this entire situation. So so basically, I had to, as I said, calm my emotions down. I took like a 24 hours break from this whole thing. I, even though my brain was on fire and I was just kind of rethinking about, oh, you know, what I can do. And, you know, it wasn't a problem to give her money back, but that sometimes also is our reputation that we give the money back and then she's going to just tell everybody around that, you know, she hates those photos and I'm a bad photographer or whatever. So I come up with some kind of solution that I start digging a little bit more online and, you know, 
kind of reading some psychology uh, website, how I can deal with those situations. And what I did, I contacted her over the phone and I basically tried to understand where she's coming from, what's going on. And I couldn't get too many clues, to be honest with you. But I said to her, look, I'm going to do this. Why don't you show those images to your closest family members, um, you know, your your kids, your, I don't know, colleagues, whoever you work with, some kind of people who are close to you. And if any of those people are going to hate those photos or they're going to say they're pretty bad, then we can do reshoot or I can give you money back. Like whatever you decided to do, um, we'll go kind of that path. And I gave her about, like, I think it was three, four days, like a, over the weekend, and, you know, we'll see what's going to, what's going to, she's going to comes up with and, you know, how she's going to deal with this whole situation. And believe it or not, um, I think in the next few days, um, in the, like basically after a few days, she emailed me back and she sent me the nicest email ever. And she basically told me that she showed her photos to her, you know, family members and all of these people who look at those photos, they love them. And, you know, she kind of had to digest those photos. And then she started telling me about that she went through divorce. You know, she, she's got a really low self-esteem. Um, you know, the new job is kind of very draining for her. And, you know, she's getting older. And, you know, she's going all this, like, you know, emotional roller coaster. And I was just kind of shocked, you know, what happened. And also what what I was what I learned from this is that sometimes we need to, as I said, take a few steps back um, and try to analyze this whole thing from kind of different perspective. Because again, most of the time when it comes to headshot photography, it's not about your photos, it's about the people and what kind of issues they are dealing with at that moment and what they're dealing in their life. Um, and Again, you know, now when I look at this from much broader perspective, I can definitely say that, you know, she was going through a rough time. She was dealing with a lot of emotions. Um, probably hormones were going kind of crazy. And we did this photo shoot. She looked at herself and she's like, oh, my God, I'm divorced. I'm going through all this, you know, kind of critical moment of my life. And she pretty much just dumped this whole anger, what she was having inside she just dumped this on me because i just kind of exposed all her issues and all the drama she was going for her life and on the flip side you know i could also take this very personally and just kind of go after her and upset her even more because i again i thought those photos were great she believed in those photos later on, but it took her a little bit of time and she really needed that reassurance from people around her that they are accepting her the way she is. And that was the kind of key to solve this problem. Um, even though it's a little kind of complex and complicated and I didn't expect this whole thing is going to turn that way, but this particular, I would say, um, client taught me so much and I've learned especially as I said when it comes to headshots shooting headshots is very very personal and a lot of people as I said they have to open them up to you and they kind of like have to face who they are 
and where they where they are in their life and and that sometimes might be extremely painful for them so summarizing this whole thing what i want to say here is that we're going to be running into so many different clients they're going to be clients who are extremely happy with our services and you're not going to have any issues whatsoever from the moment they're going to be at the front of your camera to the moment where you kind of give them the photos they're going to be super happy they're going to recommend you they're going to be just all over you and they're going to be just super thankful for everything what you have done but again once in a while we're going to get those I would say clients who are challenging and those clients, they might take a little bit more work to kind of make them happy. So try to also analyze your services, try to analyze everything what you do so you can kind of improve those little things here and there to provide better services. So that's something which is extremely important. When you get into those extremely difficult clients who they're gonna be just after you, you have to keep your emotions under control. This is, I would say, one of the most important component. Don't get, I would say, um, I don't know, kind of blow up because someone said something you don't agree with. And that's also caused a lot of problems that we as a humans, most of the time, we have a really hard time to control our emotions and it doesn't take much to blow up, go crazy, and then we're going to regret, you know, what we have said. Um, most of the time we might say something which we don't even think just because, you know, our ego got kind of, I don't know, pinch and all of a sudden this whole thing is kind of crazy. So make sure you have your emotions under control. And if you need time, take your time. Just because someone emailed you with nasty email doesn't mean you have to respond to that email right away. Take your time, take a break. Give yourself 24 hours, 48 hours, even a weekend, even if you have to. That doesn't matter. As long as you can sit down to the email or you can sit down to the phone call conversation with, I would say, calm emotions, and then you can respond to the client. Um, try to find the solution. This is another thing, you know, um, and make sure the solution is working for the client and also works for you so that's something you can kind of also learn that sometimes we can analyze and calculate the gain and the loss because sometimes burning the client you know it's it's kind of easy when we are on the high emotions and we can just okay no i'm gonna just screw you i don't want to have nothing to do with you you're an idiot or whatever but then after a while when the kind of times goes by week month we will look at this whole situation from kind of different perspective. So we have to make sure that, um, you know, again, you know, we need to somehow kind of keep our emotion under control and don't get kind of like frustrated right away and just kind of fire back or fight back because this is not going to um, work. And yeah, lastly, what I want to say is learn from your experiences. I know I have said that at the beginning that most of the time that's how this whole thing goes down. But if you run into this situation, most of the time we have to sit down and calculate, okay, what I've done wrong, how I could prepare myself for those situations so they're not going to happen again. And we need to kind of evaluate what to do next time to don't kind of run into those situations. And in the future podcast, I'm going to basically talk also about how to 
kind of recognize and sense those, I would say, crazy clients. Because there's always some kind of red flags um, before we even kind of get into, you know, kind of doing a photo shoot. So we also need to be prepared. So we're going to talk about it in the separate podcast. But when it comes to dealing with those kind of clients, I hope I gave you some kind of structure to kind of deal with this on the proper manner and you're not going to kind of kind of burn bridges with with you know people who might come back at some point and going back to that lady you know she's a consistent client of mine for years now and um you know I could blow this whole thing up and you know I would be done with her and she probably would never come back and she probably also would make my reputation kind of questionable towards you know people she's working with but because i dealt with this the way i was i i I think that you know we could kind of find some solution and at the end of the day everyone was happy and everyone was kind of like relieved that this whole thing which kind of blow up and she of course apologized and then she felt bad but um you know at that point i didn't really care I try to understand her position and I think we both agree on some of those things and, and, and we are still friends. So that's what is extremely important. Okay, I'm going to stop here. I could go about it on and on and on. I'm sure you guys have some own stories and I'm sure you've run into some clients who kind of make your life kind of crazy. But um, again, it's good to have some of those clients once in a while because it gave us a little bit of kind of um, you know, kind of situations where we can definitely learn something. And, and we need that because if we get into this kind of like everyone is happy, then when we run into those kind of crazy ones, we really don't know what to do. So we need those clients once in a while just to kind of have this check mark done and, and, and checked. So we, we, we are prepared for, you know, those type of situations. Okay. Thank you again for listening. I hope that was interesting. If you have any specific questions or you have some stories or you have anything you would like to add to this, please feel free to email me, message me, contact me. I'll be more than happy to hear from you. And um, yeah, thank you again for spending the time with me. I really appreciate it. And stay in touch and I'll chat with you guys very soon. Bye-bye. Hello everyone, welcome to my Headshot Photography Podcast. And today I would like to talk about something different. We're going to jump off to a little bit of different topic. I was planning to talk a little bit about the business, but I've run into very, very, I would say dangerous situation. And I actually did a video about it. So you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it to check it out. But this is going to be kind of the same thing. I'm going to expand this a little bit and I'm going to talk about this whole thing from, I would say, a little bit of a different perspective. And I'm going to dive a little bit more deeper into what happened. And I just want to discuss this because this is something which I think is extremely important for a lot of photographers. Um, I've been in this industry for couple decades and one of those one of those things what i've been doing i've been just keep buying and also selling used equipment and it's part of my business um, whenever i upgrade my gear or i basically try to do a little bit of decluttering of 
all the stuff what I own. I used to put stuff on marketplace where I could sell those things just so I can kind of get some money out of it and also I didn't clutter my place and I didn't collect all this stuff. So that's been kind of part of my, I would say, business for many, many years. And I always kind of felt safe about selling, buying stuff. I've never run into any dangerous situation till last Saturday. I've run into very, very dangerous thing. And I want to discuss this because I'm sure a lot of photographers um, out there do the same thing. And it doesn't take much to basically get into a situation where it's literally life-threatening um, situation where you basically can't even lost your life. So last Saturday, long story short, um, I'm not going to kind of dive into some details. I put some items on the market and I actually, re I was reached out by some person and they were interested to purchasing some of those items and we arranged a meeting spot i drove there and as soon as i got there uh, the person literally robbed me and i went after that person unfortunately the person was a um, little bit faster the person started jumping over the fences um, there's a couple other people who helped me to catch the person unfortunately we're not lucky and I've lost a um, significant amount of money worth of uh, gear. And I'm not going to go into detail what I lost because um, the police is still um, during the investigation. But uh, that was extremely shocking for me. And I completely lost, um, you know, kind of the sense of reality. I got into some kind of... Um, I have to say some kind of fight mode where I went after the person, which was the dumbest thing um, I could ever do. And I'll discuss this why. But that's just the kind of instinct kicks in. And that's how we kind of acted. That's how we um, behave. And I think I want to kind of explore this, what actually took place and how I could prevent this whole thing. Because after when this whole thing happened um, i contacted police they were extremely helpful they they came to my uh, place we sat down we we went for this everything would happen um, they opened my eyes to so many different things which might go really really badly for me and i didn't even kind of thought about it before i never even realized what i got into and um, i was lucky that nothing happened um, health-wise to me because as they described there's a lot of lot of situations where people getting stabbed getting pepper sprayed um, they getting beat up uh, there's more things stolen from them um, I could lost my car as well so this whole thing would really turn out into mess but for whatever reason um, this whole thing turned out that just only lost the, the, the equipment I didn't lost um, anything which is related to my health. I wasn't harmed or anything like that. But we just don't know what could might happen. And, and now this is just only speculation. But I have to say that I ignored so many red flags. And I shouldn't meet with that person. And I should never make this transaction even possible. But 
again, I was trying to do quick sale. Uh, the person kind of sound for me that was legit. And I, I just literally fall for it, right? And that was the biggest mistake. So I just want to make this podcast so if you are a big fan of selling stuff online and you basically might run into this situation, I deeply believe that if I would know some of those stuff before or if I would hear anything of you know what might possibly could happen and I could prevent it, I know there would be some kind of ring in my brain which would just kind of tell me hey you know what there's few red flags just be careful there so that's why i want to make this to aware people about you know that also might happen to them and again i've been in this industry for 20 years and nothing from me was ever stolen till as i said the last saturday and that was a big wake-up call for me because again if we don't think that those type of things might happen to us. We kind of ignore those things. But lesson learned for me, and I'm going to be way more careful now. And I want to share this with you guys. So, again, if you run into those type of situations, you kind of going to know how to approach. So let's discuss this step by step. So I'm going to just share with you guys, and I know it's embarrassing on one hand, because I should look into this, but I want to tell you what mistakes I've made. And, and maybe that's going to help you to pretty much don't make the, so, the same mistakes. And sometimes um, those people know how to kind of scam you. They know how to play you. They know how to kind of get you going and then do whatever they want you to do. And if we are not aware and we're not kind of, kind of careful enough and we don't look into those details sometimes, it's really easy to kind of get caught in this kind of weird situation. Okay, so first of all, if you deal with people online, always, always check their identity. If they're on Facebook or if they're on Instagram, Google them, um, check their accounts, make sure that these people are legit. If someone, let's say, creates Facebook account two weeks ago, of course, that's a red flag that there's something fishy going on behind the scenes. And, and they, I'm not saying they're going to try to scam you, but it's automatically like, okay, why they have account only for two weeks? Also, if they have couple friends or, you know, very, very minimum amount, it's also kind of red flag automatically that there is this account it's not real it's probably made up so if something kind of goes wrong they they know that all the informations there um are fake and we have to be aware of that and again when i check this person after when this happened you know that's exactly what it you know what i saw you know the account was freshly made there's no friends there's no images there's pretty much nothing even when i talked to the police officers they told me straight ahead you know this account is fake it's made up it's just recently created and that's why you know we really have a gonna have a hard time to identify who that person is the second thing whenever you're gonna be in touch with anybody and it's gonna get closer to any kind of transactions may sure you reach out to them or you contact them through text messages 
or like a real phone where you know they can be identified if they're not going to provide you phone number or they're not going to provide you you know kind of some kind of ways of communicating that you can identify these people um you know again it's a red flag that means they hide their identity don't use you know messengers or you know like a direct messages on any kind of social media platforms because those are really easy to kind of create and they, they can block you and there will be no way you can kind of identify who these people are so using cell phones using text messages um, even talking to these people i think would be the right thing to do and yeah if they avoiding those type of things then of course this is something which is fishy and it's suspicious and you should be very very careful okay the next extremely important thing which i completely ignored is meeting at the safe location don't meet at any empty parking lots or you know some places which are kind of empty from from people or you know kind of back alleys or you know the places where you know you can be robbed and and there will be no witnesses right even when i talked to the police officers afterwards they suggested the best way to do kind of those type of transactions is even basically let them know to meet at the front of the police station and i never thought about it but you know this is like amazing idea because if they're planning to rob you or they, they're planning to scam you of course they're gonna kind of skip this type of place because they know they expose to their crime so again uh, pick safe location where you know there are people there are cameras there's you know something that you know like you're gonna feel safe and these people they're not gonna risk um you know to to rob you or anything like that um another thing take friend with you that is another kind of little thing which might help you know being with someone who can support you who can kind of look over this whole thing or even video like whatever you can do to make or have someone who you know can be present during those um, transactions when i talked to the police officers they also told me that these people sometimes work in groups so if you let's say by yourself you show up you know and they they're gonna just take advantage of you right they they they're gonna just rob you and there will be nothing what you can do um to to kind of defend yourself or protect yourself and that's something also what i want to kind of discuss here um that you know like you have to be extremely cautious about you know like who you're dealing with right um because the stuff would happen to me and i'm going to discuss this in in greater detail this whole thing might really end up um really really badly um for me and also for the person who did that because you know when you're in this kind of rage and if you kind of get this adrenaline hit and you on the kind of defense mode um like you don't really think straight this is what i realized you know like i my my mind just completely shut me down and i just went on the fire you know kind of flight mode and 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 i was i, I like i don't even know what i would do to this person if i would caught him like it, it, like i can't even kind of imagine this because like i was just raged um okay so let's kind of go back a little bit because like i know i'm just kind of going sideways um another couple of things what i want to mention here is and this is also what i've done 
extremely wrong and that was like a massive red flag for me those type of people who they trying to scam you or rob you whatever um there's two things what they do first they try to push for quick sale so for example they're gonna tell you hey you know what i want to purchase this but i have half an hour i want to meet you right away if this is gonna happen again it's a red flag um take your time you know make sure you have time to check these people who they are um so you running into you know kind of count a deal where you know you know who these people are they do this purposely just so you don't have time to you know kind of look up who they are and that's happened to me like they pretty much like hey i want to meet you like in 20 minutes you know can we meet in this location because i want to purchase i need this right away um and I, I i kind of you know ignored this because i was like oh maybe he's in rush whatever i was always having this kind of maybe not not excuses but this kind of explanations maybe you know they in rush they need this right away whatever um but you know like we need to kind of slows the process down sometimes to make sure that um you know this whole thing is happening on our conditions this is have to work for us not for them and if they are in a rush you know too bad that's their their problem another thing what i've noticed um in this case they were not negotiating the price um i told them the price and they like oh you know what's great but you know, the, the thing what is suspicious, most of the people, they try to negotiate anything or they're asking about an item or like, you know, in one condition that is, um, you know, why you're trying to sell it. So you can kind of sense it that people are interested, but they want to know more about um, the item. If someone doesn't negotiate the price, someone doesn't really asking about the condition of the item, like it's not really interested in this kind of, you know, product or item. That's another should be kind of red flag that, okay, you know why they're not interested. Um, if there is any kind of suspicious behind that, you know, like, again, I'm not trying to say that everyone tried to rob you. But for me, when I kind of think about it, what happened for me, um, then, you know, like it was obvious to me that they were not really kind of interested in this item. They just want to kind of get the hands on me and then get the item and, and do whatever, right? So that's what kind of also might be a little bit of red flag okay so now let's get into the heavy stuff because that's where you know kind of shit hits the fan um i showed up at the location and they just literally robbed me from um you know those stuff what i brought and so so there's a couple things first as i said um and then when i talked to the police officers they told me you know if you ever run into this type of situation make sure you remove yourself from it i know the instincts are telling us we have to run after this person we have to get this stuff back but they make me realize and they told me so many really unfortunate situations where someone got stabbed they got pepper sprayed they got beat up um you know there's there's so many things which might go wrong on the top of that which is also even more scary if you know you might do something to that person if you beat up the person or you know you get in this kind of rage where you know you would harm this person so badly you might end up in jail and that's where i 
didn't think about it, to be honest with you. And that's when I talked to the police officers. I was just like, oh, my God. There, this this whole thing might go extremely sideways, and that would end up in in in, in kind of like in the situation where it would be even more troubling. And again, nothing like this happened, but you just don't know, and it you know doesn't take much. Um, there's one stupid move, there's one stupid thing you might do, and your life would be ruined, and you might you know completely change the course of your life and someone else's life. So so the point is what I'm trying to make here, you know, whatever you try to sell and and you know whatever you they 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 rob you from, it's not worth it of your life or 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 your health. So always try to remember that because you know when I got back home from this whole thing, I was just shaking and and I was just like basically my blood was just you know, kind of like going straight to the roof. I look at my son and, you know, I, I might not coming back home. And, you know, if this equipment was worth it, losing my life, um, you know, of course not. So that's why, you know, I want to talk about it and create this a little bit of awareness that um, I know we work extremely hard for whatever we own. And, you know, these people want to kind of rob us from this. We definitely going to, kind of get into this kind of like defense mode where we try to protect own goods and then whatever we earned and whatever we 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 own and have but again you know there's always kind of ways to rebuild that there's always you know get things to pretty much kind of you know get back whatever uh, let the police deal with those type of situations um you know because you just don't know what these people are able to do and you know what they have let's say in their pockets they might have a knife they might stab you they might do a lot of lot of bad things to you so that's why try to kind of keep calm remove yourself and i know it's not easy sometimes but after what happened to me and when i talked to the police i think i changed mentally uh, a little bit okay so the next thing of course contact police that's the kind of the the first thing what you should do um, I've done that. There's some people around who offer me help and they gave me their phone so I could call them. They got involved right away. And um, yeah, it's it's something that, uh, you know, it's extremely important because, you know, they can do a lot of, lot of things. They know who lives in the area. They can track people by the, their phones and they can do a lot of, lot of things. So um, let's get them do the job. But also what I want to say, I, I'm originally from Poland and the relationship between police in Poland and, and, you know, communities, it's kind of different. I don't know, like I've been living in Canada for many, many years, but I have to say that I was extremely impressed the way they dealt with this whole thing. Um, they came to my home, uh, they offer all the help, they, 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 they write down all the report, I'm, I'm in touch with them till today. Um, they following up with everything what is happening then for me. So um, it seems like for me that they take this very very seriously. Uh, first of all, and the second second of all, um, I, I'm quite impressed that they offer so many different resources so I can learn about this stuff. Um, you know, they took their time to explain to me um, all those aspects, which was also kind of um, as I said eye opener for me. 
to kind of look at this whole thing from completely different perspective and and just learn from it right because that's that's what the most important thing um the next thing what i want to talk about it is another kind of little um like a sign that there's something off is the way of they trying to pay you because sometimes they offer you some checks or some money transfer or whatever so you have to figure it out you know how you're going to deal with the payments but um i have to say that um you know if they kind of offering some weird ways of paying you that might be another little um kind of reason to kind of look deeper into this because also the cops told me even i was not having that issue there um we agree on certain like a way of payment but that's another like little story but the, the police also told me that uh, that's also the easiest way to get scammed that they're gonna kind of oh i will prepay you and then you will give me the item and i'll pay you whatever or transfer the money right away um you have to create um, some kind of deal where you know you you are 100% sure you got the money and there's no way they're gonna kind of um, scare you well they're not gonna scam you um, so so that's another thing just pay attention you know how this whole thing's gonna go, go down and if they trying to kind of push their conditions um, there's no um, I would say like you shouldn't feel bad at you know saying no it's a bad thing um, this is your stuff you running the show and you making the conditions how this entire transaction is going to go down so don't get kind of pushed that you have to do specific things certain way um, it's it's your way or there's like okay you can you can they can go somewhere else and the last thing what I want to talk about it is getting insurance for your stuff because uh, even though you know like insurance is extremely expensive sometimes and um you know some people photographers they don't want to pay it they can't afford it there's a lot of reasons behind it but insurance always can help you to offset if stuff getting stolen or you're getting robbed or all, all, all those stuff um so you might be able to recover some of some of the lost so that's something to think about it there's a lot of companies which offers that um, i'm not going to mention any names um, you guys have to do own research but i think it's worth it especially if you're doing this professionally to get insurance because that protects you from you know all those kind of bad things which might happen to you so that's something which definitely going to improve your business and uh, you know if you get into this type of situation it's not end of the world and you're not going to be kind of on the situation like i have to end up my career because all my stuff getting stolen and i'm not saying that you know i i don't wish that to anybody that happened but there's all sorts of different ways you might lose your equipment you, you might as i said in my case they, i got robbed um you know the things might be stolen from your car might be stolen from your home you know there, there there's there's so many different things which 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 can happen right and insurance definitely protects you from that so that's something to um, consider look into you know i'm sure there's a million different options and then you can find something what's gonna fit uh, your needs and it's gonna definitely help you to protect you from those type of um, situations so I hope that was interesting. Um, I, I really want to let this out because it's not only um, helping me because I feel way better that I can kind of, you know, 
analyze this whole thing and and share with other people and 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 hopefully someone who will listen this basically will you know kind of will be more i would say aware that this whole thing might happen to 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 them as well and they're going to be more uh safe they're going to be more careful they're going to look into those those little things so they're not so they're going to protect themselves from those type of situations so um as a kind of summary what i want to say um i i could definitely prevent this from happening to me and i completely ignored this whole so many red flags and i don't know it was a little bit of arrogance i was a little bit of ego i was a little bit naive um, as i said this whole thing and this type of situations never happened to me um, i'm living in my opinion you know fairly safe city calgary was always known for um, their safety and um, unfortunately yeah i i completely uh, ignore so many of those red flags and i simply run into the situations and i've lost um you know things which they have some significant value so that's something which is is lesson for me i have learned the hard way unfortunately but also whatever situation like this happen i i i know it just changes the way you think changes your approach to so many things so um please take this advice and use for yourself don't get in those kind of situations so you can learn it's better to learn from uh, someone else's mistakes and i've done them i feel extremely i would say embarrassed uh, by everything what happened but uh, you know i had to go through it i guess to learn the hard way that you know i, I have to be way more careful about um, everything what i do and again i don't want to blame pandemic um, I know this whole, you know, kind of situation also flipped the economy upside down. And, um, you know, there, there, there's so much crime out there. And even when I talked to the police officers, they told me, you know, that this whole kind of robbing thing, it, 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 it's really becoming a huge problem. The police is on it um, and they try to fight this back because, um, you know, so many different people um, getting robbed and um this whole thing is expanding but also i what i think is the more awareness we can create and we can kind of know how to approach those things we can definitely defend ourselves because there are so many different ways to protect ourselves and we have to just be more cautious we have to be more aware we have to know how to deal with those type of situations and less people gonna get harmed and less people gonna get robbed and and, and you know we, we especially like what i want to say is you know the, the the items and the stuff people want to steal this is the, the this type of crimes they, they always going to be happening this is not what's going to go away but at least we're going to know that you know we're not going to run into those situations and we're not going to kind of get harmed by someone who tried to steal something from us so that's i think what is the most important our health our life is the crucial thing so we have to protect it the best way we possibly can um, and then on the top of that, you know, if someone tried to do something to us or trying to steal something for us, we know how to deal with this and be kind of uh, more preventive and, um, you know, make sure this is never going to happen to us. Okay, I could go on and on about it. Um, I'm going to stop here. 
Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. I, I hope that's going to help you with whatever you know kind of sales you might have or buys because that's kind of might go uh, kind of both ways i think sometimes so we also have to be uh, prepared for you know those other things but um, i hope it's going to help you guys and then if you're going to have any questions or if you're going to have any anything else you would like to add to this discussion please feel free to reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to um, talk more about it because I think that it's extremely important and creating this awareness is going to help all of us. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned and I'll catch with you guys later. Bye-bye.